about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. Merry Christmas. Greetings. Welcome to today's free podcast for the Steve Dace Show, powered by CRTV. I am Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here as well. We would love it if you join us too. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And if you're new, last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Well, it looks like it's pronounced Dace. You're right. It might even be Dace. Over the years, as I've met more people in this family, half of them say Dace, half of them say Dees. I could be wrong all these years. So I don't care how you pronounce it. Just spell it right so we get full credit. Plus, we want to know what you think. So D-E-A-C-E is how to spell the last name. We just wrapped up production for today's television show, exclusively airing today on CRTV. Of course, a ton of analysis of what happened in Alabama last night, as well as the aftermath of what it means going forward. That's going to be the focus of today's CRTV show. Todd, what stood out to you? Well, uh, the alpha and the mega of the show really is your opening monologue which was uh, lengthier uh, than normal, uh, and rightly so, because it, it, it forces us to make first things first and let all the nonsense fall by the wayside. Because so much of what we have engaged... How long is this... When did this first happen, Steve, when we found out about the initial... Uh, Roy Moore accusations. It's at least a month. It was about five or six weeks ago, I think, yeah. Um, It's just been filled with obfuscations and junk and hysteria. Uh, I fear that it is nothing uh, um, but a microcosm of what our entire political dialogue um, will increasingly become. That's what you and I were just talking about that in the break room. I think I said to you that I think the Russia story is going the way of Roy Moore. We're never going to get the truth. I mean, that, the leak, the story out today of the text messages of that lead FBI investigator who was already problematic, it's just, it's just damaging. If this was a court of law, Mueller's entire prosecu- prosecution would be thrown out by a judge right now. Mistrial declared, defendant goes free. And... I, that's my fear, too, is that we, we, we're never going to really know what the truth is maybe on a lot of things anymore because the environment we're in, maybe there's a lot of people that don't really want to know the truth. Maybe a lot of us think the truth is unattainable, and it's really um, the version of the truth that I can put forward that fits whatever I need the narrative or agenda to be at the time. Yeah, and I— you know all the permutations I've gone through, either on uh, the Roy Moore issue or Russia or anything else. Almost invariably, however many there are, none of them are good. They're always <laughs> really, which is which is a huge problem. And so, as Christians, uh, what are we left to do? Uh, because we are to be perfect as the Lord is perfect. And while that is impossible, it is also simultaneously our commandment. And this place called American politics is a cesspool right now. And the simple fact of the matter, being a light in the darkness, if there's still a way to do that, it's not the way we're doing it collectively now. 
What do you think, Aaron? Um, I liked the part where it was over because it was kind of like going to a doctor's appointment and getting diagnosed with something that you feared you had, but weren't quite sure for you know weren't weren't quite for sure that uh, that it actually was. But it's good to know at any rate, and it's good to have a plan of attack and uh, a plan going forward uh, at any rate. Uh, and I think I think we we tried to do that in in the open, or you did in the open. What what this environment is like for those of us who want to conserve that which has proven to work best for the human condition uh, throughout history, and uh, for for Christians as well. What this environment looks like, um, things could you know we we serve um, a big God. Things could get better if He so uh, chooses. But um, this is, it's at least good, I'll end it with that, it's at least good that we have some understanding of the arena in which we pl- we're playing in right now, and some sort of path forward, and I thought that, uh, I thought that we at least try to artic- articulate that a little bit today. So if you want to watch today's television show, if you're not yet a subscriber to CRTV, today's a good day to start. Get the discounted subscription by using my name as a gift for the holidays. Promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, and you won't just get our show, but all of the shows here at CRTV, including the great one, Mark Levin, the brand new one from Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, and more, CRTV.com, promo code DACE, and we won't just give you a discounted subscription, but you get a mug with my mug on it. That's right, man. It's our way of saying Merry Christmas, my big fat face, and your big fat coffee cup. Where else can you get such a great deal this Christmas season? CRTV.com, promo code DACE. Let's get to Worldview Wednesday. I personally believe... Elitism. Marxism. Atheist. Government intervention. Secular humanist. Liberals and conservatives. Materialism. Nihilism. U.S. Americans. Christian. Globalist. Socialism. Democracy. Worldview, as the word suggests, is how we look at the world around us. How do we understand life as it hits us in the face? Libertarian. Tea Partier. The free market. Nobody is without a worldview. The only question is, is it a good one or a bad one? So it becomes the glasses, the spectacles, the filter through which they're actually seeing life. And the whole universe and the world and human life is understood through that lens. This is Steve Dace. And this is your college philosophy class via podcast. We like to call it Worldview Wednesday, where we go a little bit deeper into the navel-gazing on the very important issues of the day that really have their genesis in the worldviews that are contending for the hearts and minds of the American people. And with this being the season of Advent, we've been doing this three-part series, which will conclude this week, answering the question, why Christmas? So, part one, long lay the world in sin and error pining. What did that mean? What was the condition of the world before Christ came? How did it get that way? Which then indicates and answers the question, why Christ had to come in the first place. Part two We talked about how God keeps his promises, meaning from the moment the world fell into sin and error pining, and throughout the ages henceforth, God promised us he would send us a savior to make it right. And he made these promises numerous times over the the course of many centuries. And we pointed out several of these promises God made, which the Bible refers to as prophecies and how Jesus Christ fulfilled these prophecies. 
If you missed those first two chapters, they're right here on the podcast archive. Just go back the previous two Wednesdays and listen to those. In fact, if you haven't listened to those, you probably want to listen to those in order before you listen to this one. And the good news about on-demand broadcasting is you can, if you haven't listened to those, you can put pause here, go listen to those, and then come back and catch this on-demand a little bit later on when you're caught up. Now, if you are caught up, we're now to the best part, all right? This is, this, is the, this is like the Christmas version of when Luke looks over as he's sitting on the scaffold and he looks over at R2 and nods his head after saying to Han Solo, don't worry, I've taken care of everything. <laughs> All right? This is fire up the music, say the, right? The lightsaber goes into the air. He does the, the double flip, grabs it, and now it's on. Now it's on. This is the part we've been waiting for. The return of the Jedi. Someone's here to make it right. And, and that's what this final chapter of our Advent series is really about. Why do we sing hallelujah? Why is that the money chorus of Handel's classic Messiah? What is it we are praising? And to answer those questions, I thought today, I would actually try to make this as simple and applicable as possible by using the lyrics of a beloved Christmas hymn. If O Come All You Faithful is not my favorite, this one is. And I just watched again for Daddy's Turn at Our House for Christmas Family Movie Night. And I did my now annual live tweeting whenever we watch It's a Wonderful Life. And the closing scene, of course, when George learns, no man is a loser who has friends. And what do his friends sing as he learns this lesson? What's the song? Hark, the herald angels sing. Why are they singing? The song will give us the answer. Let's look at these lyrics. Hark the herald angels sing. Now, what are they singing? They're singing glory to the newborn king. Now, why would we give this newborn king glory? Because with his reign, we learn in the next two verses... We have peace on earth and mercy mild because God and sinners have been reconciled. Let us pause there for a moment. Well, Steve, we don't have peace on earth. We could be going to war with North Korea any day now. We're on round 28 of urban renewal in Afghanistan, as you keep reminding us, Steve. We just had an attempted suicide bombing at the Port Authority subway station in New York City. Where's your peace on earth? Why do we have this strife? Why do we have these divisions? 
why do we have war? Do we have war because people are basically good? If people are basically good, then why would we have war? No, we have war because people basically aren't. We're not basically good. And when we get frustrated or the injustice abounds, then we can think of no other way to settle. Or when we just want to be a tyrant and dominate our fellow man, we can't think of a way to either settle our differences or get what we want other than bloodshed. Now, we've been at this for 6,000 years of recorded human history anyway. And you know what we've had for all 6,000 of those years, guys? War. Doesn't matter the language, the custom, the culture, the religion, the technological level. In fact, all that really seems to change is new emerging technologies just make us better at killing each other. We get to kill more people and have more war. Right after the Lord was born, we had the slaughter of the innocent. That's exactly right. See, it's because we're at war with our maker that puts us at war with our own souls. As my old friend Todd Friel used to say, our brains are busted. Our hearts are bad. For us to have peace with one another, we must first have peace with our Creator and then peace within ourselves. For that peace to be achieved, we have to confront that which created the enmity in the first place. And that is our sin. We sing hallelujah because when Christ comes and he comes mild. He is the most powerful being in all of the cosmos. And yet to show us, to show us that his greatest desire is the reconciliation of our relationship with him. This time around, he doesn't come majestically with a vast army saying enough is enough. Comes humbly, mildly, a baby born in a barn because there was no more room at the inn into a, a poor family socially ostracized from their village because the, the, the date of his birth didn't quite line up with the day Joseph and Mary were married and so there's a scandal. And his father is not a member of the upper crust of society. He is not someone that was chosen by a local rabbi to come and follow him and become one of the learned but he works with his hands. He is a carpenter, which means Jesus himself will have to learn a skill, learn a trade to feed his family, to, make, to pay his way. He comes mildly to show us grace. To show us we need not be afraid to approach to boldly approach the throne of grace. God and sinners are are, are reconciled. Now when God and sinners are reconciled, then joyful all ye nations rise. So here we have a Jewish Messiah from the Jewish people. But he is meant to not just be a Jewish savior, but the savior of all the world. 
And now all of the world, regardless of race, creed, color, gender, ideology, custom, culture, language, can join the triumph of the skies. Who's the triumph of the skies? Christ, because he's where he came from above. And the angelic host proclaim Christ, which means Messiah, Savior, born in Bethlehem. And this is why the herald angels sing and give glory to the newborn king. Because Christ, the highest that heaven adored, God in himself, God, the highest heaven adored, God, who is the everlasting Lord, comes down to us. And what seems like it's late in time to us, because we have been waiting, the Jewish people have been waiting for centuries for this. When will the Messiah finally come? In fact, when he, at the moment Jesus comes, there had been 400 years of silence. God had not spoken in the scriptures for 400 years. Pestilence, war, conquest. These are not good conditions the Jewish people are living in. They're under the oppression of the Roman Empire. So it seems like it's late in time. We've been waiting for so long, and now in the virgin's womb. Why a virgin? So that he is not, he's not in our line of sin. He doesn't receive inherently the sin we all receive as sons of Adam. Rather, he's going to be a second Adam, another Adam. And just as the first Adam brought sin into the world, the second one will now bring salvation of that sin or from that sin into the world. Hail the flesh, the Godhead see, meaning we get to see God in the flesh. That's what Emmanuel means, God with us. He is the incarnate, meaning he has taken on the physical form of God. He is the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Despite all of our sins, all of the wrong we've done, we've ever done, we ever will do, we're thinking about doing, want to do, God incarnate is pleased to dwell with us man to man, hand to hand, arm in arm. As David wrote many centuries prior to this, who am I that you are mindful of me? Jesus would later say, Love knows no greater man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. The king of the universe calls us his friends. Hail the heaven-born prince of peace. Hail the son of righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Healing. The healing of our brokenness. The, the brokenness that people have put upon us and that we have put upon others. The restoration of that brokenness that comes from the broken relationship we have with our creator. He has come to heal that. 
to live the life we could not live, to die the death we should have died, and to conquer that death and to rise again to show that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever will believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. And God did this. He sent his son into the world to do things, do these things for us, not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world may be saved. Mild he lays his glory by. He puts his divinity aside and is willing to live as a man like us to die and suffer like us. Why? For us. Born that man no more may die. We don't have to perish. We can live forever with God. Born to raise the sons of earth, how will he raise them? How? By giving them a second birth, a new life. That powerful scene in the Passion as he carries his cross and his mother comes to him in his greatest hour of suffering on the road to Calvary. And he looks at her and says, Behold, mother, I make all things new. That's what this is a reference to. And that's why, hark the herald angels sing, and they sing glory to the newborn king. That's, that's why we sing Hallelujah. That's why we're here. That's why we're celebrating this. All of our legends, Santa Claus himself derived from St. Nicholas, inspired by Christ to care for those that the system in the world had overlooked and given up on. Children that others didn't care for or love. He did. Where did that spirit come from? From Christ. Everything. Candy canes, why are they shaped like a J? The Christmas tree, where did that come from? Everything that we hold dear this time of year. Gifts. Why do we give gifts? The Magi came and they gave Jesus what? Gifts. Everything we care about and love about this time of year, the songs we've written. Why do we sing? Because the angels that night, they sung. Everything, there is nothing good that we love and hold dear about this Christmas season that doesn't come originally from a baby born in a stable in Bethlehem that night. Everything goes back to that moment. And that's why we sing hallelujah. And that's why Christmas. Gentlemen, you get the last word. Be not afraid, for the Lord is with thee. And with that in mind, uh, I can say two paradoxical things simultaneously. I sort of famously said in... uh, at the end of 2016 a year ago that 2017 was going to be even worse and I believe that to be true by and you were right 2018 <laughs> as well but I am filled with hope and I look forward uh, to sharing uh, the life I have with my family I look forward to coming into work here every day and 
trying to, along with you, the audience, see the world with the eyes of Christ because he came at the very point when we absolutely deserved destruction and he rescued us. The victory is indeed at hand. And once you understand your brokenness, once you accept your brokenness, the, 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 and you look to, to Christ, the floodgates open. All is possible. Even in this moment when it's going to be bad, all is possible. So, again, it's a privilege uh, to uh, work here. It's a privilege to have conversations like this that very, very, very few shows uh, have. Right now we're doing it at Christmas. We do this every week, every month, things like this all the time. It's really who we are, and it's why we are as well-positioned as any show there is, uh, God willing, to continue to be some measure of light in the darkness, and it's an honor to be a part of it. Not because we are the light. No. We're willing to point yes. to where the light and who the light actually Understanding is. Understanding our brokenness, like I said, and pointing to the, uh, the, the one and only truth in heaven and earth. Aaron. It's, uh, it's fitting that I'm ending uh, on, on this note when after, uh, after you asked me what stood out today on the show, I said, well, the, the moment that it was over because of, of the subject matter again. And, and we've, we've, as Todd just alluded to, 2017 was worse than 2016. Um, but then you read Isaiah uh, 9, 5, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And then you have to ask yourself why you would ever let anything regarding politics, anything of this world, ever steal your joy. Hmm. It's challenging. It should. It, that should challenge each one I of us. I have failed your challenge many times in my life. And I have too. I, I did it earlier in the show. I did it, I did it earlier today. I did it last night uh, watching some of the results come in. Why do we let that steal our joy? And that's for, if you're watching the show, you obviously have an interest in worldview, applying your worldview and politics to some extent. But if we ever let ourselves get to the point where we are so immersed in the muck and mire that is this culture, that is our political system right now, we're doing something wrong. Hmm. Well, I hope over the last three weeks during this series, we have um, given you more of an understanding, particularly those that, that don't really know what the big deal about Christmas is and where these traditions come from, more of an understanding of the real reason for the season. And for those of you that are already understood and accepted those reasons, I hope we've encouraged you and, and reinforced your convictions as well. Don't forget to join us today on CRTV, and you can use promo code DACE to get access to our television show. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. It's by Seller Hold on the free podcast. That's always a lot of fun. You don't want to miss that. Until then, John 317. This 
is Steve Dace. I like you. 